0: UTC right after the international news Stand up Stand up Stand up
1: Stand up Friends we can all listen to the sunny
0: side of sports
2: Great show bro This is sunny side of sports right here on the Voice of America Voice
0: of America Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the March 24th edition of The Sunny Side of Sports. Let's kick off once again with African men's football. Mali will host Tunisia in one of five World Cup qualifying playoff matches on Friday in Africa. For some insights into the encounter, Iron Mike Mbonier contacted an online editor with the Nation Media Group in Kenya, David Kwalimwa.
3: Well, Mali versus Tunisia is a typical uh, Western-North African battle. i uh, take is a sport to play at the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar in November. Uh, Tunisia, a look, a slightly favourites on paper. Remember, Tunisia have played at uh, the World Cup before. Mali have not played at the World Cup before. Uh, Tunisia ranks 26th uh, on the uh, FIFA rankings out of uh, 210 teams with Mali ranked uh, further down at position 54. Uh, they just uh, completed Africa Cup of Nations uh, uh, held in Cameroon. Uh, Tunisia uh, got to the quarterfinals uh, of the tournament uh, losing uh, surprisingly to Bukina b- to Faso, while Mali as well uh, surprisingly lost uh, to uh, Equatorial Guinea. Uh, in the round of 16, so not a very good outing at the Africa Cup of Nations for these two teams uh, ahead of their meeting when they come head to head later this week, Uh, but uh, I expect a very close battle between these two teams, and uh, uh, it will be evenly poised, Uh, I don't expect a big scoreline or a, a team to win by more than one or two, by more than two or three goals. Uh, in any of the of of the two clashes, uh, it will be even the post will be an exciting game of African football, North African flair versus the West African physical battle, and uh, it's going to be a very good game for the neutrals and an exciting battle as well.
4: Mali top Group E of the qualifying series ahead of Kenya, Rwanda, and Uganda. Do you think the Eagles of Mali can repeat the same feat against the Cottage Eagles of Tunisia? Mali had an
3: impressive outing in the. Uh, first round of the qualification again, you remember Mali were pulled uh, against uh, Kenya, Rwanda and Uganda uh, in the first uh, group stage. A relatively easy group stage for Mali considering the opponents, uh, uh, with all due respect to all these opponents, uh, this Mali are much stronger than all these three teams and uh, Mali did breeze through in the group stages, uh, 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 not conceding a goal in six outings against Kenya, Rwanda and Uganda especially in Nairobi and in Kampala, they just breeze through. So this is more or less going to be the first major test for Mali uh, as they aim to go to their first ever World Cup. And Tunisia have to be worried or have to be worried about Ibrahim Akone who scored a hat-trick against Kenya when these two teams met in Morocco. Remember Mali were bad from playing at home in the in the first round of this tournament because their facilities were not up to the a tournament organizer standard, so Mali did play their home matches in Morocco, and they did crush Kenya 5-0 uh, in Morocco, with Ibrahim Akone, a very impressive player, scoring a hat-trick. He did again score in Nairobi, as Mali picked all the six points against Kenya. So he's one of the players to watch in this uh, in this game against Tunisian side that is tactically acute and uh, tends to also dominate on the African front.
4: David. Some African football analysts have made the case for more slots or places for Africa in the World Cup. What's your take on this? Well, African countries uh,
3: have uh, been uh, uh, pushing for most slots at the, Af- uh, at the FIFA World Cup. Remember, at the moment, Africa does have five slots yes, out of uh, a possible uh, uh, 32 teams uh, uh, playing at the FIFA World Cup. So, yes, uh, African teams have been pushing for most slots, maybe six, seven, eight, or even nine and will uh, definitely uh, 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 get advantage when FIFA does uh, uh, increase teams that are going to be playing at the FIFA World Cup. Remember the recommendation has been passed by FIFA and sooner rather than later there are going to be more teams competing at the FIFA World Cup. So Africa is certainly going to get uh, more slots at the FIFA World Cup. But then uh, the African teams have not done themselves very many favors at the FIFA World Cup in their push to get more slots. Uh, a case in point is most African teams uh, that do qualify for the FIFA World Cup get knocked out in the first round or uh, the group sta- or, or the second round of the tournament. So uh, that does not go on to uh, paint a, bet- a better picture of African teams' case to get more slots at the, at, at the FIFA World Cup because uh, uh, the neutrals will argue that uh, if uh, we cannot, uh, if African teams cannot uh, get to the latter stages of the tournament, then and we increase the number of teams at the World Cup, then it will just give an opportunity for more teams to be knocked out of the group stages. Remember, no African team has made it uh, to the uh, semi-final or final of the FIFA World Cup uh, up until this point. Remember, the World Cup started as far back as 1936. So African teams have consistently struggled despite uh, most African players playing in top established leagues in Europe, but are failing seemingly to uh, replicate this form back at home when they play for their national team. <laughs>
0: That's David Kualimwa, an online editor with the Nation Media Group in Kenya. And David spoke with Iron Mike Mbonie on the telephone from Nairobi, Kenya. Meanwhile, Ghana will host Nigeria Friday in another Qatar 2022 World Cup qualifying match. Joining us now from Accra with a preview is Kwabena quicksilver Ofori. Sporty greetings,
5: Kwabena. Sporty greetings, Sonny. The first leg of Qatar 2022 FIFA World Cup playoffs between the Black Stars of Ghana and the Super Eagles of Nigeria will kick off this Friday, March 25th, at the Kumasi Papayara Stadium. The two West African rivals are using all kinds of strategies ...to win the Kumasi game... ...but most Ghanaian fans and followers... ...of the Black Stars are not interested... ...in their strategies... ...and are also angry... ...as the technical team decided not to announce... ...the Black Stars squad list... ...over a week ago... ...although a 27 man squad list... ...was released on Tuesday, March 22nd... ...Nanakwatin, a Ghanaian football agent... ...comments on Ghana's preparation. Realistically... You know, people say that Ghana and Nigeria, we don't play with uh, formalities. But to me, the reality now is that Nigeria is ahead of Ghana. Ghana doesn't have a team. Ghana doesn't have anything to prove that we'll be able to beat Nigeria. Should we beat Nigeria, maybe it's a luck. But from where I'm sitting and from what we are seeing and what is going on now, I don't see Ghana winning this game. But, I mean, as a Ghanaian, I always love Ghana to win this game. The Black Stars interim coach, Otto Ado, on Monday, March 21st, sent a recorded message to Ghanaians ahead of Friday's World Cup first leg playoff against Nigeria.
6: Hello, my name is Otto Ado, coach of the Black Stars of Ghana. We are only a few days away from playing our crucial match against our rivals, Nigeria. We all expect Ghana to qualify for the FIFA World Cup in Qatar 2022. But that won't be easy as we need to do our best to make it to this tournament. The players, the technical team, and the Ghana Football Association are committed to this task. We really want to make ourselves and the nation proud by qualifying for this upcoming World Cup. Matches between Ghana and Nigeria are always difficult, but we believe in our players, we believe in our strategies, and we believe in the unfinishing support of all Ghanaians as we go into these two matches. We are Ghana, and we have what it takes to come out victorious. I'm Otto Ado, coach of the Black Stars of Ghana.
5: Nigeria and Ghana will fight for one of the tickets to represent Africa at the 2022 FIFA World Cup to be staged in Qatar, and the results in the first leg could prove who has the upper hand before the second leg, scheduled on Tuesday, March 29, in Abuja, Nigeria. For the sunny side of sports, Kwabnofuri in Accra.
6: Thanks,
0: Kwabena. The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins forces with Africa's Premier Men's Basketball League to bring you the second season of the BAL.
7: 38 games,
0: 12 teams leaving it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. Tune in to VOA 24-7 FM's
3: and to our radio and TV affiliates for some action. Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game, daily highlights, delivered by our finest commentators. Basketball Africa League
0: 2022 on Voice of America. May the best team win. Basketball Africa League 2022 resumes April 9th in Cairo, Egypt, where Nile Conference games will be played. In the opening contest, 2021 ball champion Zamalek of Egypt will host Cobra Sport of South Sudan. Like Cobra Sport, the Cape Town Tigers from South Africa will be making their debut in the Basketball Africa League. The Tigers will play their first game April 10th when they take on Petro de Luanda of Angola in the Egyptian capital. I asked the head coach of the Tigers, Relton Boyson, if he expects more fans to attend the ball games in Cairo than the sparse crowds that showed up in Dakar earlier this month.
2: For sure, we've seen with the um, Intercontinental Cup the support that Zamalek uh, got when they played. So definitely there will be more supporters. Um, yeah, also a bit disappointing uh, the turn up of the turn-up of the people. But um, you know what? Sometimes, uh, you know, it's the tactics that you must do in terms of marketing, um, I would have given 1,000 uh, school kids free tickets, and obviously their parents will have to bring them and they have to have to pay. So suddenly you have 3,000 people in the venue, um but yeah hope, hopefully it will be better when we when we play in in Cairo in terms of uh, spectators.
0: Yeah I like that idea coach of of handing out free tickets for the children. Can you make some uh general remarks about the arena there in Cairo? What do you expect uh in terms of the facility? Uh
2: look from from what we've seen from the Basketball Africa League you know everything is of the highest quality and standard. Um, and I don't think anything will be less when we go to Cairo. Um, you know, very professional. We had a meeting where we discussed um, the procedures, you know, coming into the venues. Um, so, again, it will be the same like, um, like the, the conference now, very professional, um, of the highest standard quality. And we're really looking forward, you know, to our games uh, when it starts uh, the 9th of, of April.
0: Thanks, Coach. That's Relton Boyson, the head coach of the Basketball Africa League's Cape Town Tigers team. Also joining us is the Malian big man Chek Tierro of the VOA's French to Africa service, Check.
7: what do you look forward to in Cairo? We're looking to a team that won the championship last year. Uh, they're happy. Uh, they playing, on, to, playing on their home yeah, court. Yeah, playing on the home court, it will be the show, Sonny. I'm expecting it from Zamalek, and I'm expecting it also from all the team that's on the lead, Neil, because this is going to be a better crowd than Senegal for sure, and we know that the level of the gym and location is very important because I, I – from my understanding, the stadium in Senegal was a little bit far from the city. Okay. It, it, I'm sort of outside the <laughs> city. Outside the city. So this gym was not really packed uh, like it should be, but people made effort for because Senegal was playing. And uh, we expect to see a different outcome in Cairo because, uh, Sandy, when you look at uh, Africa on the economic point stand, you will see Egypt is doing well than uh, a lot of country on the west side because there uh, is a lot of the North Africa they have... Uh, a lot of resources better than so we expect to see a very organized way for people to go to the gym like our NBA here. We saw the NBA sponsoring all this for them for the NBA Basketball Africa, which means the gym is built the same way. The sponsors and NBA is behind everything. We don't exactly know what is expecting from them at the uh, max, but they are behind with everything uh, financially for this Basketball Africa League, which is you see the team like I think the gym is gonna be built on Cairo. And it's the Cairo government and the people that love basketball there to make sure the fans and everybody show up to this spectacular event. And the Nile, which is organizing Nile, you know, you, they could go to somewhere else. Osani. sure, if sure. they go to your country, this is like I see with soccer. Sometimes when soccer go to uh, Africa, go to your country, they build nice stadium for you. And this is the case for basketball as well. And I think the uh, people in Cairo. I'm very excited, and I'm very excited, Sonny. I'm excited to check. That's the Malian
0: big man, Check Tiero of the VOA's French to Africa service. And Check was talking with me at our Voice of America studios here in Washington. Meanwhile, Basketball Africa League president Amadou Gallo Fall tells VOA. The quality of basketball he saw earlier this month in Senegal was a step up from the ball's inaugural season in Rwanda.
4: We're very encouraged by what we've seen here uh, over the past, you know, eight days or so. Um, already, I've seen a marked improvement in terms of really the play on the court. You know, I think we will very pleased with our inaugural season given the circumstances playing under complete bubble and also a lot of those teams last year they came uh, without having you know been in game shape because the leagues were suspended due to the pandemic so it took them a little bit longer to get into full swing but here I think all the teams hit the ground you know running all the games have been very competitive I think maybe to the exception of maybe one game, you know, where... But even those games that ended up with a double-digit margin, they didn't start that way, so it was back and forth. So that level of competitiveness and also the interest and and passion that I see uh, is very encouraging.
0: That's Basketball Africa League president Amadou Fall and he spoke with voa in dakar senegal
2: sporting greetings this is perpetual clement aka Pepe, former national women basketball player and board member Quara basketball association and you're listening to sony side of sports on the voice of america thanks
8: thanks peppy hello i'm carol castiel coming up a conversation with Lawrence Ferranza, an analyst at the Center for European Policy Analysis. She will analyze the results of meetings among NATO and G7 allies in Brussels and their efforts to widen sanctions and coordinate defensive and humanitarian activities to thwart Russia's unprovoked aggression in Ukraine. That's press conference USA this Saturday and Sunday on the Voice of America.
1: Go beyond the daily headlines with VOA's Flashpoint Ukraine. Each weekday at 1935 UTC, join me, Steve Miller, as I put the latest developments into a global context with interviews and analysis. Listen online at voanews.com flashpoint
0: or in your favorite podcast player. I'm VOA's Sonny Young, and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. The Basketball Africa League is a partnership between the International Basketball Federation, FIBA, and the National Basketball Association, the NBA. In NBA action Wednesday night, the Boston Celtics posted their fifth consecutive victory, trouncing the Utah Jazz by 28 points. The AP's Gethin Koolbaugh reports from Boston, Massachusetts.
6: Jason Tatum and
0: Jalen Brown poured in 26 points apiece as the Celtics roughed up the Jazz in a 125-97 win. Marcus Smart added a career-high 13 assist to help the Celtics continue their ascent in the East with a fifth straight win.
7: We're playing really good. We're in a good rhythm, and um, we can easily fall into a lull. Um, to that little trap of feeling complacent and you know everybody's mindset is the same right now we're trying to continue to hold everybody accountable.
0: Boston jumped out to an early 16 point lead in its 39 point first quarter. Donovan Mitchell scored a game high 37 and Rudy Gobert added 14 points and 11 rebounds for the Jazz who dropped consecutive games for the first time since
6: January. I'm Gethin Kulbaugh.
0: Thanks Gethin. Elsewhere around the NBA Wednesday night The Phoenix Suns won their league-leading 59th game of the season, and Phoenix was joined in the win column by the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. The AP's Dave Ferry reports.
9: DeAndre Ayton poured in a career-high 35 points and had 14 rebounds, leading the Suns to a 125-116 win over the Timberwolves. Devin Booker and Landry Shamet came up big in the second half as Phoenix reduced its magic number to one for wrapping up home court advantage in the playoffs. Booker scored 22 of his 28 points after halftime, and Shamet delivered 10 of his 19 points in the fourth quarter. Suns coach Monty
7: Williams. Where we want to go. You got to win games like this on the road. And so this is not just practice for us. It's it's something that, you know, we value these experiences. And um, you got to have a level of mental fortitude and stamina.
9: Anthony Edwards scored 19 points for Minnesota, which has its first losing streak since February 11th. Jordan Poole scored 30 points, and the Warriors opened the second half on a 19-0 run to
1: beat the Heat 118-104. Just trying to go out there and play, um, you know, just trying to make a positive impact. Uh, while I'm out there on the court, you know, whatever it is.
9: Damian Lee, Jonathan Kaminga, and Andrew Wiggins each scored 22 points for the Warriors. The Warriors were without injured Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala and rested Draymond Green, Otto Porter Jr., and Clay Thompson. Kyle Lowry scored 26 points. Bam Adebayo had 25, and Jimmy Butler finished with 20 for Miami. Butler and Eudanis Haslam exchanged words during a timeout in the second half, both needing to be held back by teammates. Desmond Baines scored nine straight points to allow the Grizzlies to pull away in the fourth quarter of a win over the Nets, 132-120. On the offensive end, kept moving the ball, kept playing confident, playing downhill. Um, you know, it made the plays down the stretch to win the game. It's a, a, a great win. The Anthony Melton match Baines, 23 points, while Dylan Brooks finished with 21 as Memphis played without leading scorer John Morant. The Grizzlies wasted a double-digit lead in the second half before outscoring Brooklyn 29-16 in the fourth quarter. Kyrie Irving led the Nets with 43 points while Kevin Durant finished with 35. Durant also grabbed 11 rebounds for the Nets, who learned
0: that Irving can play the remainder of their home games this season. I'm Dave Ferry. Thanks, Dave. It was a busy night in the NBA, The seven other winners were the New York Knicks, the Detroit Pistons, the Sacramento Kings, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Dallas Mavericks, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Philadelphia 76ers. And let's give a sunny side of sports salute to Philadelphia's Cameroonian star Joel Embiid. He had 30 points and 10 rebounds as Philadelphia beat the host, Los Angeles Lakers, 126 to 121 Lakers superstar LeBron James did not play in the game LeBron sat out to rest his sore knees LeBron is currently leading the NBA and scoring at 30 points a game and Joel Embiid is right behind him with an average of 29.8 points a game. In more basketball news, Brittany Griner, the WNBA star who has been detained in Russia since mid-February, was visited by a U.S. Embassy official on Wednesday. The AP's Ed Donahue reports from Washington.
1: A U.S. Embassy official visited in Russia with two-time Olympic gold medalist and WNBA star Brittany Greiner, who remains detained near Moscow. Greiner was detained last month at an airport. Russian authorities say a search of her luggage revealed vape cartridges that allegedly contained oil derived from cannabis. Ned Price at the State Department says Griner appears to be in good condition. The consular officer who visited uh, with Brittany Griner was able to verify that she is Doing as well as can be expected uh, under these very difficult circumstances. Russian news agency TASS reports a court has extended Griner's pretrial detention to May 19th. It is our expectation that this not be a one-off visit. Again, we want timely, consistent uh, access to American detainees in Russia. Griner could face up to 10 years in prison. She plays basketball in Russia during the WNBA off season. Ed Donahue, Washington.
0: Thanks, Ed. Turning to tennis, the retirement of top-ranked Ash Barty is generating tributes from players and officials in and out of the sports world. VOA's Gwen Ooten has some reaction for us. Sporty
8: greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sunny. World number one women's tennis star Ash Barty made her stunning announcement on Instagram during an interview with her close friend and doubles partner, Casey DeLacqua, who sounded a bit unprepared to hear the news herself. Ash, it's always great to
10: see you. I have a slight inkling um, I know why I'm here. probably don't want to acknowledge it, but why am I here today? Um, yeah, I kind of wasn't quite sure how I was going to do this, but I think so many times in my life, both my professional and my personal, you've been there for me. Um, and I just couldn't think. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. It's just my way and this is perfect for me to share it with you to talk to you about it um with my team my loved ones that I'll be retiring from tennis and it's the first time I've actually said it out loud and um yeah it's it's hard to say but I'm so happy and I'm so ready and I just know at the moment in my heart for me as a person this is right
8: Barty's surprise exit comes at the peak of her career. She won the French Open title in 2019 and Wimbledon in 2021. And just two months ago, she lifted her third Grand Slam trophy at the Australian Open in front of her home crowd. She's only the fifth woman to be ranked number one in the world for three consecutive years, and she seemed poised to reach even more success. But the 25-year-old says she has fulfilled all of her goals in the sport and admits her perspective changed after achieving her dream of winning at Wimbledon last year.
10: To be able to win Wimbledon, which was my dream, I, the one true dream that I wanted in tennis, um, that really changed my perspective. And I just had a, I just had that gut feeling after, after Wimbledon um, and had spoken to my team quite a lot about it. And there was just a little part of me that wasn't quite satisfied wasn't quite fulfilled and then came the challenge of of the Australian Open and I think that for me just feels like the most perfect way my perfect way to to celebrate what an amazing journey my tennis career has been.
8: This week's announcement marks her second retirement from the sport. The first was in 2014, but she returned to the court two years later and quickly rose up the rankings. But Barty says her dislike for the touring life and time spent away from home has finally taken its toll.
10: I know how much work it takes to, to bring the best out of yourself. And I've said it to my team um, Multiple times, it's just I don't have that in me anymore. I don't have the the physical drive, the emotional um, want, and and kind of everything it takes to to challenge yourself at the very top of the level anymore. And I think I just know that I'm absolutely I I, I am spent. Um, I just know physically I have nothing more to give, and that for me is is success. I've given absolutely everything I can um, to to this beautiful sport of tennis, and. I'm really happy. With that. And for me, that that is my success.
8: Tributes continue to pour in to honor Barty as both an athlete and a role model in the sport. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison thanked Barty for quote, inspiring a generation of young people, and particularly a generation of young indigenous people in Australia. Former men's world number one Andy Murray of Britain tweeted, happy for Ash Barty, gutted for tennis. What a player tennis australia ceo craig tiley wrote enjoy retirement and this next chapter of your life we can't wait to support you in whatever you choose next and friend and doubles partner casey Dellacqua had this to say
10: i know i speak for so many um, people and to say thank you thank you for everything that you've given to our sport um, having known you for so long, one thing I know is that you make decisions that are right for you and they've always worked out and you've done it your way. And I think that's really brave. I think that's really credible. And, um, so thank you for everything that you've done for us, sport. Thank you for giving us you Ash Barty.
8: On Thursday, Barty confirms she will have her name removed from the WTA rankings, which opens the door for Poland's Iga Swiatek to replace Barty as world number one. Barty leaves the sport as the best women's tennis player in the world, and fans no doubt hope her second retirement will end up like the first, with another comeback very soon. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you.
0: Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Ooten. You can follow the Sunny Side of Sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. And that wraps up the March 24th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. I get it.
1: And that's the sunny side of sports.